Good to have you here. Uh, just so you know, this is a totally different podcast episode than I normally do uh, because what I'm doing right now is showcasing the amazing people that are going to be at the Badass Business Summit, uh, Donnie Boyvin's event. Good, good buddy of mine. And I'm speaking at it. I'm going to emcee it and I'm doing my best to encourage you to come join me there. So if you are checking this out because somebody sent it to you because they're going to the Badass Business Summit, just come. If you're doing this because you normally listen to my podcast, I would love to see you there. And if you don't normally listen to my podcast, just so you know, this thing is mostly about how you build a community for business development. And uh, it's a lot about marketing and category design and a bunch of advanced concepts of what you need to do to establish a community uh, and not just like uh, have a Facebook group. But nonetheless, check this out. You're going to want to meet all these amazing people that are going to be at the Badass Business Summit, badassbusinesssummit.com. I'm going to leave you to it. Oh, for the record, I rap right now to intro my thing. So if you don't want to listen to it, just kind of like skip forward a minute and the interview will start. If it's your first time listening, then uh, I wrote the song for you. Enjoy. <laughs> If you know how it is, then you know how it might be. But think what it would look like if you grow your own community. It ain't easy. That's why you're listening to hear experiences from others just like you and me. Welcome to the B2B Community Builder Podcast, a show that was started because if you can unlock the power of having a community around your business, then you will create a source of referrals, validation, marketing content, and product feedback that will be unbeatable. But who has time to think about building a community when you need to be making sure that your team has what it needs to succeed in serving clients and bringing in revenue? That is why we'll be talking to business leaders like you and I that have cracked the code on why the community play is so valuable, how to implement tactics that got them there while still serving short-term goals, and what they can teach you that they have mastered. This show is for you if you are a CEO, CMO, or simply a rainmaker that has realized that without a community, you are just a commodity, but haven't figured out how to add it to your infinite list of priorities. This show is for you if you are a community professional or trying to be a community professional that is trying to convince leadership about the need to invest in a community strategy. This show is not for you if you think transactions are more valuable than relationships. I am your host and chief executive connector, Pablo Gonzalez, co-founder of BeTheStage.Live, a marketing company that specializes in relationship-driven growth. I invented the relationship flywheel and hopefully... I'm your new best friend. So smash that subscribe button, leave a rating when you do, and get ready to plug into the power of community creation for business development. Let's go. Why would you why would you guys want to go through the kick in the teeth that is <laughs> putting together a freaking conference? Yeah, 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 yeah. Go. Oh, is that, that that's the question? <laughs> yeah. So we're starting. Let's start there. Yeah. <laughs> because we're fucking morons. <laughs> I mean, if I were completely honest, I mean, look, um, I w- we started the summit for a couple reasons, right? I used to do these happy hour, you know, success champion happy hour lives every Friday. And I would sit with a glass of rum and people from all over the world would tune into this live And I would just talk about kind of the comings and goings and the things that were happening in the world, success champions, 
and the likes. And it was a good time. People jumped in. Well, during one of the lives, a gal goes, hey, Donnie, I've got a speaking engagement for you down in San Antonio, Texas. I'm like, cool, send me the information. And which led to everybody, you know, that was watching the live say, well, if you're going to speak down there, we want to go down and see you speak. We'd love to see you on stage. And it started became this thing like, well, if we're all going down to San Antonio, we might as well put an event on. And then somebody goes, shut up, Kevin. <laughs> somebody goes, we should call it DonnieCon. <laughs> and it was like all right when you're not calling it donny con yes we um, are and <laughs> some of the people still call it donny con but um and i said all right if we're gonna do something you know bring everybody together let's do something up in my neck of the woods so that's how you know the whole badass business summit came about and year one was an absolute you know blast we learned a lot and the takeaways were were insane the networking was ridiculous so we knew based off of year one we'd do it again and i can tell you as far as something we do for success champions as a whole it's the toughest damn thing we put together i mean it's it's an absolute beast but when you can do something that brings so much value and people get so many takeaways from the networking to the business advice and the things that that people continually say about it we've got no choice but to continue to show up and 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 impact yeah that that first year was just nuts because we came up with the idea the the idea was given to us we didn't come up with it someone said we should do our own event and they uh and we and we did what we normally do it's like that sounds fucking awesome let's do it and uh so thanksgiving of 2019 i would go have i would get up and i'd work on our website because we wanted to have a black friday early bird special for the uh the tickets i'd go have thanksgiving dinner with my family then i'd go lock myself back in my room and keep working on the site so i could have it up by the next Let's day be honest he's always <laughs> I mean, come on <laughs> but it was it was we literally threw it together we wanted to have it in like six months we put together this event with 17 speakers we had 150 people registered for it uh and, and for the following april and we threw it all together in that amount of time and then COVID hit yeah april so of 2020 then, yeah. Yeah. yeah so then we had that whole thing to work around but all through COVID, it's grown because we had we still had an in-person event in the fall of 2020 in uh fort worth we had another one uh september of last year and we it went bigger we had more people you know we had you there presenting and it was freaking we still have people talking about that uh and this year is going to be even bigger and every year it just evolves and the things we do it it's just i, I can't wait to see what it's going to be in 10 years and I, Pablo, I know you've got a billion questions, but I'd be, I, I would be an ass if I didn't say this. You showed up. I mean, you and I met, Pablo, from podcasting and fucking just hanging out. You show up to the event. Last minute, one of my speakers pulls out. And, you know, I, I'd be honest, dude. I really didn't know you that well just from a few conversations. But I needed to fill a speaker spot. And, and help things out. And one of the guys that knew you found out about the summit because of you comes up to me and goes, dude, you got to put Pablo on stage. He's an amazing speaker. What is that guy's name? Do you remember his name? Um, Brett Ruiz. Brett, man. He's a good friend of mine. What is it? What is it? Brett Ruiz. Brett. Brett yeah. Brett, exactly. Brett. Right. And, and he goes, you got to put Pablo on stage. And so I remember coming up to you. I'm like, dude, I got a crazy ask. And you're like, what? And I'm like, I need a spot on stage. Will you take it? You didn't even skip a beat. You're like, I'm in. 
right? I'm in. Dude, I can tell you, you were one of the most biggest breakout speeches during that thing. Your energy, passion, and drive, it was insane. And I can't tell you from, from the activity you did when we set up the live podcast, getting people on stages, to the random breakout fucking karaoke, um, <laughs> how many people ran up to me and said, you've got to bring Pablo back next year, and he needs to MC the entire event, dude. I was sold hook, line, and sinker, man. You've, you've got some some balls the size of Texas, for one. <laughs> but, but two, dude, you've got an energy and passion that if we could figure out how to bottle up, we'd make millions. We're working on that over here from my side. Um, <laughs> listen, listen, you know, I, I don't I don't know if I've told you this, right? But like I when you and I first met and I know you meet a lot of people, right? So like when we first met, it was before the first event. Yep. And you had said you had said to me, we had a great like first meeting and you had me on your podcast and you're like, hey, man, you know, I got a guy that might back out for speaking. Are you available as a backup speaker for the first event? So then for the second event, I was like, I'm going to apply to be a speaker. And Donnie thinks I'm cool already. I'm going to get this thing. And then I didn't, I didn't get the call, right? Like, um, I didn't get it. I reached back out. You're like, oh yeah, man, we just filled it up already. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, fuck man. And I had already, I had already bought the ticket and I'm like, whatever, man. I like for, I was real butthurt about it. That's how but I then, to the event. It was like, we dangled, yeah. you're going to be a speaker. So you yeah. buy a ticket, right? <laughs> so at first I was like really butthurt about it. And then, and then kind of like one week before the event, I was like, you know what, man, I'm going to show up to that event and I'm going to be the MVP of that thing. And I'm going to, and like, I, I literally showed up with the goal of being the MC the following year. And uh, when you came up it to worked. me, yeah. When, when we heard, like I heard Brett, Brett and I heard you saying that you need a speaker. I was like, Hey, Brent, would you mind just telling him? Um, so it was all, it was all orchestrated. That's and then we, I fucking love everything about that. <laughs> fucking love everything. And, and, when about you, yeah. and when you came up and you're like, Hey man, would you mind filling up a spot? I'm like, Donnie, I'm going to be the best fucking speaker you got, bro. You know, like, like I was, did, I was ready. You, you were already jazzed up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyways, this is not about me. I'm, I'm super grateful for the opportunity, man. Like I, I, I very much embrace the idea of being the cheerleader mascot of whatever you guys are working on. Because when I was there last Can I ask year, for a better looking cheerleader though. I mean, I mean, if you're the best we get, I got it. It's good. <laughs> I, listen, I, I, um, I can dress more provocatively, but I can't do anything with what I got right here. Um, he, so he's, he's now going to be wearing a kilt on stage just for you, Donnie. A mini kilt. A mini, a mini kilt. kilt. Even better. And even better. So, so listen, man, for me, what, what, what really struck out was this was, you know, most conferences that you go to are a little bit more disjointed. There might be like the vendors and some kind of like, there is some cool club at a lot of conferences of like the speakers and their entourage. Mm. This really felt like it was almost like a summer camp that happens every year that everybody was a part of and everybody was happy to be back. But it was literally like year two of a COVID disrupted event from the year before. And, and the vibe, like the cooperative vibe, two things rung out to me, right? Like a, the cooperative, like, fun, brash vibe, which I'm not surprised at all because I know you guys' personality. But the other thing that really stuck out to me was that it was like 65% high power woman. And and that's that's like extraordinary to me when two like alpha dudes like you guys are pulling in an, an audience of like very well balanced, not just broskies. 
I, I, I found that extraordinary. And I really like that, right? Like I like the, I like the balance of energy in that room. What do you, what do you think is, what do you think that's about, man? Like, how did you, how have you cultivated this sense of unity from people that meet in different places of the world? Well, I mean, two, I really think a lot of it is our brand is so loud about showing up however the fuck you are that people are attracted to that. I mean, going back to the first time I, you know, looked at, walked out on a stage and said, where the fuck are all my badasses at, you know, and and 75% of the room goes bananas. And I realized, you know, in that moment, the more I can show up or authentically, everybody else gets more comfortable and shows up as they are. So I think that contributes to a lot of it, but, you know, in our world, a lot of it is about giving people their shot. I mean, if you ever want to get on stages, you want to get on a big podcast, you want to do that. I mean, it's really hard if you're unknown. It's really hard that if nobody's ever heard your name to get on those stages. So one of the things I think that really helps what we do is we always give people their first shot. You know, last year, Sean Crane, I mean, in particular, that was his first big stage he'd ever been on in his life. And the dude fucking crushed it, man. Yeah. You know, um, and, and did really good. So I think that contributes to it all. And I think our vibe, because we're as real as we want, we really don't attract the the bro marketer guys because yeah. they have to put on such a front and to to be this thing versus show up as themselves, I think that's what deters and keeps a lot of them away and keeps us a really balanced audience. Yeah, we're you know one of the cool things because we are that you you know you you need to be a badass and and being a badass is how we identify you. It, it's not that you're a female badass or a guy badass. You're just a badass. And for the broski marketer guys, you know they're not going to survive because they're going to get called out. People are going to identify that they're not being authentic they're not being themselves so it's not a comfortable place for them to be we are not a safe space for broski marketers <laughs> so and and and, that, and that's the way we really look at all of our members like you're here to be a badass and go big and if you're not we're going to call you out and help you fix that uh and and that's really key and the the collaboration piece at the summit is because we've really set this idea that, you know, we aren't bringing in big names where they're going to fly in, do a presentation and be gone. You know, we had one speaker last year who, who did that flew in, was there the day of her thing and was out. And then people asked, it's like, well, why didn't she stay? You know, really? She just flew in for the day. And there was already this culture like, well, that's not how we do things. Mm-hmm. And, and that is very much, we want the speakers there in interacting with everyone. It is like the camp thing. Your counselors, your camp counselors are interacting with the campers the entire time you're at camp. It's not like your counselor flies in for a day and does a, a, a canoeing event and it is gone. You know, they're there the whole time working with those campers. And that's what we want. We want those speakers interacting because they have businesses too. They may be experts at what they're talking about, but the rest of the time is for them to grow their businesses and to learn from all the other experts and badasses and go and leave that summit saying, this is freaking amazing. I can't wait to see what my business does. And Pablo, you already said it, man. It's like, there's that, there's that every time you go to an event, there's that click of like the cool kids right and i just never want an environment 
where people don't feel like they can walk up to the speakers and ask a question, right? Like, I'm totally stoked to watch a speaker even step off the fucking stage, get in the crowd, do a full-on Q&A versus doing just a hard-charging, you know, a keynote speech. This is about real life, real life. This isn't about, hey, buy my fucking funnel or, you know, buy my whiz-bang widget, you know, program. This is about coming and and, you know, networking, growing your business, getting tangible things that, that you can really use in your business. And um, it's, I'm really freaking proud of what we've done with this so far. Yeah. You yeah. Should. Go ahead, Kevin. Were you no, I, I was just going to say, this has taken on a completely different life than what we, you know, originally looked at it. And when we did, it's like, you know, this is going to be this really cool event. And we had some ideas of what we wanted it to be, but over the last couple of years, you know, especially after last year, you know, it just took this, you know, huge turn for what it could be and really opened up our eyes and, you know, what we were thinking of where it would go to some whole new directions and how we could do it and really make it a key part of the experience for, for business people, for our members and for people who aren't necessarily in SCN, but want to grow their business and they're tired of being talked at. And would rather go somewhere where they're actually talking with the person on stage and actually leaving with things that's, that are going to grow their business. Yeah. Yeah. So to that, to that in mind, right? Like, let's talk about some practical stuff. Like you guys are, you guys are the quintessential partnership out of like traction, right? Like visionary and integrator, right? Like it's, it's very obvious. I'm very much the integrator. Yeah. I, yeah. He, he's totally. <laughs> I mean, if I could stereotype those two personas, you guys are it, right? Like Donnie, you are loud and boisterous and 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 you know, hard charging. Kevin, you're super like methodical and introverted and like easy to get along with, right? So like I would I would love to ask you, you know, we're we have our friend that is hanging out with us listening it to it in her ear right now is like, all right, this is going to be a fun time. Clearly there's going to be some cussing. I'm probably going <laughs> to make fun of and make fun of somebody else at some point and sing karaoke. Um, for the person that's like, you know, Kevin, you as an introvert, how do you manage your energy in, in a room like that? Right? Like what, what brings you to that? Like, I know that you you're having to, to act at a different level than those that come natural to you. Yep, uh, yep. What is it about that room that makes it, makes it comfortable for you that, that you like so much? So I think there's a couple things. One of them as the introvert high C personality, you know, I hate going to workshops and conferences where it's all this high level theoretical, you know, rah, rah, you know, get you pumped to go do stuff. And then you leave and you don't actually have any tactical things that you can implement or stuff that's such a high level. It's going to take you a ton of work. I love this because you're going to leave every session with actual actionable things that you can either start immediately when you get home or you'll already put in place during that workshop. You're not going to have, you know, you're actually going to get all the detail that people like me want that mm -hmm. is usually completely left out of all these different summits. The other thing is that, you know, everyone in the room is committed to helping everyone else. You know, there's no concept in there that I'm coming here just for me. It, the, everyone has this idea that I'm here to help everyone else grow as well. And they all come in with this idea that they have things that they can share, that they are badasses at, that's going to make someone's day. And they're ready to do that. 
And so it's it's a lot easier to be in that room where everyone's excited to introduce to talk to you and find out what you're doing and 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 ask you questions and and dive into your world than where you have to you know where it's actual work to actually go up and talk to someone. You know, I go to some big events and I have to figure out all right. So how am I going to get this person to talk to me? And you, you actually have to put together these strategies. Here you just talk. You you just you know as soon as you walk up, someone's going to say hi and bring you into the conversation. It's really next to impossible to be at this event and not leave with like 15 new friends. Yeah. <laughs> totally agree with that, man. Donnie, I heard you when we were planning this thing, you said something that obviously struck at my heart and at the at the theme of my podcast. And you said something along the lines of if I were to if I were to start everything over again, right? Like you guys have you guys have built these like you've built a very successful content stream. You've built these like networking groups. You've had a, you, you, you both have a success. You as an expert sales trainer, uh, Kevin, as a, as a systems guy and, a, and an integrator guy, you said that if I were to start everything over again, I would start with community. Um, c- can you tell me what you mean by that? So in this day and age, and you know, I found this completely by accident. Um, but when I was launching the companies in the beginning, I was really struggling. And what I was struggling with is nobody in my life around me, you know, had ever built a business, been an entrepreneur or, you know, done anything crazy like this. So I was failing miserably and I thought I was the only person in the world screwing up. And so uh, on a pure, I didn't originally even know where I heard about it, um, but I started a Facebook group. And I started it because I wanted to get around other business owners because I felt like if I could, you know, get around other people that were going through it, I could ask advice to these other business owners and get feedback from my business. And the craziest thing happened as I started sharing my screw ups, people started asking me questions. And I was like, wait, wait, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Don't ask me questions. (laughs) And they kept asking questions. And what I found is I started not necessarily answering, but walking them through what I was doing and people were driving. And then I realized that I wasn't alone. I wasn't the only person that didn't know what the fuck I was doing, building a business. And there was actually a lot of people there. And as we kept bringing people together and then I found Kevin, you know, what I found is everybody's searching for that place they can call home, whether it's business, life, whatever. And when you can bring a bunch of people together that kind of have this common drive, this common theme, this common core that they're trying to develop, man, you create this community of people that just want to see everyone succeed. And I can tell you at the base of everything we've done is the champions that that do everything that um, we've ever laid out there. And they're the ones that are truly carrying our names out there. They're the ones telling the world about us. And it truly why I would do it if I were going to start over is your community, your tribe, your people. They're, they're the ones that one aren't going to let you slip when times get tough because they're going to tell you to pull your head out of your ass and let's get running, right? They're also going to be the ones that when something awesome happens, don't get mad. They cheer you on because they want to see you succeed. And that environment just allows all to thrive. And I think every business in this day and age, if they're not forming some sort of community, they're dumb because people want to be around other people that are, that are accomplishing, achieving, doing the same thing. That's, I mean, this goes back to the old wild West days of sewing clubs and, you know, uh, random freaking country guys sitting down at the freaking cafe type thing. 
They want to be around other people that they can ask advice, get experience, expertise, and that community will allow you to build everything. It's a beautiful thing. It really is. Yeah, it's you hear people talking on uh, Internet, you know, all the marketers, everything always talking about you got to build your audience. You got to build your list. No, you need to build a community. You you know, I'd rather have a community of a thousand people who are just uh, jazzed up about what's going on and they're engaged than have a list of 10,000 people that I just found off of lead magnets and random places on the internet, you know, that community where everyone has that same, you know, everyone's working towards that same thing is so much power, more powerful. And it allows you to have that, you know, that sounding board, you know, we, we aren't scared to make uh, changes and throw stuff out and test it because we know we're going to find out really quickly if it's right or not. Mm-hmm. And, and even if it's wrong, everyone's gonna be like, all right, that's cool. They're, Donnie and Kevin can screw up. I, it's okay now for me to screw up. And it's, you know, there's no, oh, I can't believe you did that thing. It's like, dude, why'd you do that? Are you dumb? Yeah, probably. <laughs> why? Tell, tell me why I'm dumb. Uh, and, and it's and you have real conversations and it, it's just really cool. I've been in some really uh, big organizations that are supposed to have community and it's nothing like what we've been able to do with success champions. And it's, you know, it's this community is so cool and I, I'm really excited that I'm a part of it. I love that. So like you both hit on two things that I love to talk about often. One is this idea that Having having a community is like having a very high floor for the things that you can do, right? Because you are, I, I see it almost like an investment portfolio. If you're well diversified, you know, you like you're you're gonna be able to weather these like off outlier things. And having a community to me is like being well diversified in relationships and and you know, like having that stability. And Kevin, what you said that I think is very underrated in the world of community is the feedback loop, man. Like, like having having a a warm audience of super consumers that are around you that allow you to test messaging, get feedback for it, determine what the product roadmap is going to mm-hmm. be, right? Like all that stuff, man. I find it, I find it so, so, so powerful. And most people, if you haven't had one, you don't understand it, right? So, like the the feedback mechanism and you calling that out just shows that you guys clearly have one and are clearly, you know, like understanding what the fuck's going on out here. You know, I think it's cool. I'm sure create an environment where our people have no problem telling us that was a dumb fucking idea. You know, which I love, I love, um, you know, uh, because I mean, I've worked for companies where the CEO is unapproachable, right? You can't, couldn't get around, couldn't ask questions. And we're just never going to have that environment because, you know, some of the best ideas come from sometimes the most unlikely places and you know mm-hmm. one conversation can change you know a massive trajectory to business because the new idea or new way of thinking about it so and i think it's really important if people are trying to build that community for themselves and they want people to give them that feedback they need to be willing to accept the feedback too there's got to be that two sides of that conversation and it's really hard for some people to take criticism and negative feedback and and this is something i've learned from being working with donnie for the last few years you know when he when something screws up he takes immediate um you know he takes responsibility for it bonkers because every time i (laughs) something i don't care where it breaks in a company first words out of my mouth 
fuck my fault, dude. Yep. Yeah. But he takes responsibility for it. And then he listens and people get to feel like they're actually being heard. There are a ton of organizations that say they have this type of community and that, you know, they're open to all the feedback from their members, but they're really not, you know, it's mouth service. It's saying the things that they feel they need to say to prove that they have a community when they really, they don't. And I think that's one of the really cool things that allows and has uh, built a culture where our members feel safe, actually tell it, calling Donnie or messaging him and saying, dude, you fucked up. Why did, what were you thinking when you did this? Here's the, all the problems it's going to cause. And we can say, oh, yeah, you're right. Fuck, we didn't think about that. We'll fix it. That That's on us. And you don't see that most places. I hear you, man. I The, the leadership and... I think throughout the theme of everything that we're talking about right now is vulnerability and authenticity, right? Like, and, 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 and you guys really, you know, exemplify that as, as a couple of guys that show up as exactly who you are, you're willing to, you're willing to take feedback, you're willing to do that stuff. And, you know, without, without that kind of leadership and without that kind of example, people won't hold the space for that. Well, that's one thing I'm hearing. How do you, how do you systematize that? that feedback piece, right? So you've created the space, you've created the environment. Can you give me an example of like how you guys figure out when you get feedback, when does it actually go in the hopper to like become a product or become a new initiative versus, versus just like, oh, whatever, that was just a data point. We oftentimes, you know, Kevin, Will and I will have a quick conversation, but then we'll drop it straight to the community. Like, you know, if, if you look at our networking group, something we had is we had a, a one of the leadership roles was titled secretary. And, you know, we've been told all along that people got hung up on this idea of the word secretary because really the position wasn't a secretarial note taking type position. And um, we kept hearing this over and over and over again. And then, you know, Kevin, the other day, he even popped up and said, hey, you know, why don't we think about changing it to membership chair? And instantly I was like, cool, went straight over to, you know, our private community that we have where everybody hangs out and said, all right, what do you think about changing secretary to membership chair? So, um, and oftentimes people are sending us private messages on different ideas and suggestions. And, you know, oftentimes instead of us just sitting here at the top going ivory tower shit of, Ooh, should we go that direction? No, we go straight to the community and say, okay, this is what we're thinking. Yeah. Right. What are you guys' thoughts? And the feedback comes back instantly and great. It's like, you know, I wanted to change the chapter names to guilds because I love fucking everything medieval and guilds is <laughs> my world. I put that out to the fucking, yeah. you know, the community. Assholes didn't give me the answer I wanted. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> we don't like guild. I'm like, damn it. So so we're we're definitely not going with guild, but that's just a good example of it keeps us from from making big dumb decisions that doesn't jive with our overall brand doesn't jive with our community because we allow them to weigh in on a lot of things we do. Another thing that we'll do a lot of times is someone King's a cool idea. Hey, we want to do this. You should do this with the chapters. You should do this thing. We're like, that sounds freaking awesome. You should run with that. Yep. <laughs> and we'll let them test it out in their, in their world, in their chapter or with, you know, with their business or whatever the topic is, we'll let them do it. And then we'll, we'll follow along and see what's happening. And we'll watch, we'll get feedback. And, you know, because we get a ton of ideas. And if we had to implement them all, we would never be able to grow the company. You know? And so it's, you know, having these people who are like, oh, I had this a great idea. Awesome. Test it out. 
do it. This is your idea. Run with it. Now you're empowering them to actually do stuff and make change and improve the organization. Uh, you know, like we have that with the summit. People will always come up and say, hey, we should do this. Sweet. You're now in charge of that. You know, and you're going to do this. You know, uh, one of our ideas uh, for a future is doing like a bourbon cigar after hours thing. And we we already know who's going to be in charge of that. Well, uh, you know, a prime example of that is somebody coming up and saying, hey, Donnie, there's a bar close by that does karaoke. Would you mind if we I took everybody over to a karaoke and do that? We're like, I don't care until freaking Gene Willman walks up and goes, I can just do karaoke upstairs in the conference room. Yeah. You know, Kevin, hey, you know, Kevin. Hey, Kevin, can we can we get the key to the room? I'm like, why? What are we doing? <laughs> oh, karaoke. Okay. Just remember, just remember, we have a thing in the morning and the room has to be set up by that time. So please don't tear it apart. But yeah, go go to go have fun. So but that's that empowers them to keep having ideas. If they kept telling us stuff and we never implemented it or tested it or, or got feedback on it or never gave them the ability to, people would stop giving us ideas. And, you know, we're not going to grow this into the organization that we want if we're not getting those ideas from the people who are out living all the stuff we're doing every day. Love it. Love it. Love it. Man, when Gene said that he could just whip up karaoke upstairs, I about, I freaked out. That was, uh, that was <laughs> Um, I gotta tell you, if you guys come to the summit, you've got to see the Lauren Ammon and Pablo Gonzalez show. Um, <laughs> dude, it was fucking hilarious. It was yep. great. Um, but I, I, honestly, my favorite thing about the summit last year, behind all the other things, lessons, lessons learned, and the great takeaways, was every night finishing the fucking summit with everybody singing, We Are the Champions, dude. Yeah. God, that was, I, I still get goosebumps thinking about that. It was so awesome. So awesome. <laughs> I was going to bring that up, man. That was, that was, that was totally like a special moment. So, you know, like that was a big unlock of a great tradition. Hell I yeah. I, I live streamed it. I live streamed it on Facebook when it started. And I had people messaging me the next day. It's like, why were, did you have a bunch of people serenading you with, we are the champions. I'm like, all right, you will talk when I get home. <laughs> and I'll, I'll explain this whole, this whole culture thing here. So. Amazing, man. Last, last, uh, last question for the two of you guys, man. I just got back from this like hold co conference of, uh, businesses that buy other businesses and stuff like that. And like a, a big running theme. I know like most of the attendees at, at the badass business summit are business owners. Right. And, uh, and a big on ongoing theme is this idea of like, where does a visionary find an integrator and where does an integrator find a visionary? And you guys just really have it like it's so well figured out and i think it's something to be you know to be spoken about by the two of you guys at, at some point right like i w- i would love to know just any advice you know kevin kevin to donnie donnie to kevin of just like what worked for you in finding each other as a partner and what have you learned about like working with this completely different personality type that makes it go better go ahead kevin i'll let you go first uh I, it was really just happenstance that we found each other because we weren't actually searching for our alter ego. We weren't searching for, I wasn't searching for a visionary to partner with. He wasn't searching for a person necessarily like me to do stuff in his business. We met because Donnie broke his stuff and he had literally Wait, he had broken he it. broke my stuff. He means my email. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna expand on that. Um, he had po- we were both in a veteran uh, entrepreneur group, and he had broken his email marketing 
all his campaigns and quit working and he didn't know why and he was mad uh so he unleashed in a veteran marketing post on how email marketing sucks and he wishes and he doesn't know how to fix it and he needs help and everyone did the normal sales thing on social media said oh we need to do a let's jump on a zoom call and you know uh, set up a meeting with me and we can talk about it and they because they all wanted to sell him their stuff and i knew all the names are popping up i'm like yep marketing guy marketing guy sales guy up yep, they're all trying to sell him uh, stuff and i did what i normally do i dropped a knowledge bomb i you know like a 12 paragraph response to his post that he actually has never read yeah he yeah. never actually read it he saw that i was doing all the stuff and i never once asked for in a meeting with him and he literally messaged me and said hey can we just jump on a zoom call because you wrote way too much and i'm not going to read it and I'd rather just ask you. And and we did. And then I jumped on and I told him, you know what? I don't work with your system, but here's what you need to do. Here you go. And I gave him the answer. I answered his question. I never tried to sell him because one, he wasn't my target market at that point. I didn't do his system and I knew he wasn't going to buy switch to a whole new system. And so I'm like, here, I'll help you. And, you know, because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And then a few months later, then he came back because he broke it all again. And that's when we started working together. For sure. Um, I think it's a lot like dating. And, and here's what I mean. When I met my wife, I wasn't looking to date. And I think if you go looking for it, um, odds are you're not going to find it. And, you know, uh, when my wife and I started dating, I didn't want to date. I wasn't looking for a girlfriend. Um, luckily, she was a well put together goody two shoe, and <laughs> I had no choice but to fucking date. Damn it! Um, but it worked out well fifteen years later. But um, even with you know, in Kevin's case, I I wasn't looking for an integrator. I was looking for a solution to a problem. You know, I was looking for a answer to something I didn't know how to do. And I love telling people to quit looking for the overall. Our you know overall solution to the big problem, like don't go out and look for an integrator. Go look for somebody that can fix one problem in your company. And for Kevin, it was you know he could come in, he could fix my emails and get that rocking and, and that going. And what happened along the way is I hired him to do emails and stuff, and he kept saying, you know, Donnie, I can take that off your hands. I could do this for you. And he kept grabbing more and more. And it got to the point where I wasn't making a lot of decisions without bouncing them off him. Now, early on, I'll tell you, I try and bounce them off and be like, fuck it, I'll do it myself. Or I go my <laughs> own direction because I wasn't used to having somebody else to legitimately bounce ideas off of. And I've learned over the years to kind of slow me down a little bit. But don't don't go look for that exact person you're looking for solve one problem in your company and odds are the right person is going to rise to the top. And I, and I think it's really important when you find that person or you think you found that person and you're in that, that dating period that you have to be willing to have hard conversations because there were multiple times when Donnie and I would come up with ideas who literally happened pretty much every day that one of us would call the other one and say, Oh, what if we did this? And we'd just keep, we're just in this constant state of brainstorming because we're at the early point of success champions and you couldn't get butt hurt when someone would tell you that's a dumb idea or they would take your idea and make changes to it to make it better. You had to be really in a position where you were open to being collaborative 
And I think that was one of the key things for us is that we, we clicked really quickly because of our, you know, we both had the history with the military. So we had the, the, the understanding of how our personalities worked and, you know, the ability to give each other crap and take it and then give it back. So we were able to have those conversations and not get, not take it personally. So we were able to make some really quick moves and do stuff and try things and not blame the other person if it didn't go exactly right or if something didn't get done. It was all just a learning curve for us. And we looked at it that way and it allowed us to do stuff and not work and say, all right, well, that didn't work, but we like this part that worked really well. How do we use that for other stuff and keep it doing this iterative growth for success champions until we made this big pivot for uh, adding SCN in the summit. And then everything just changed because we had all that knowledge we had gained that we could just apply into this one thing and make things rock really quick. Hmm. I'm hearing solve for a small problem so that you win with value and then get to know each other really well. And if it makes sense, it makes sense, right? Not not go like, don't go to eHarmony.com for business. <laughs> yes. Very much so. <laughs> Very much so. Gentlemen, this has been awesome. Uh, BadassBusinessSummit.com. I've been promoting it on the podcast for the past couple of months. So it has been in the notes and uh, th- people can find it. Apart from that, if they want to reach out to you personally, if they want to connect with either one of you, how do you, what is your love language for online connection guys? How do we reach out? <laughs> to you? I will tell you that, that we're both going to probably do the same thing, but if they text the word success to 817-318-6030, uh, I'll send them a couple of things back in all my contact information and Kevin's going to probably give you his too. Yeah. If they do sell smarter, the 612-429-4298. I'll send them some cool stuff too. And they'll get all the all the updates for things I have going on and the groups I run. And then also for a bunch of really cool success champion stuff that's going on too. Love it. Guys, I'm super honored for the microphone at your baby. And uh I'm gonna crush it for you again, man. So I yeah, can't man. wait for I can't wait for September. It's gonna be awesome. And I have no doubt. And guys, do me a favor. If you listen to this and you got any value out of this show, any tips, or anytime Pablo you know, gets a microphone and puts a message out there, do him a solid favor and share this out with one person. Because I can tell you that you know, growing a show, growing your community, growing your audience, it's a lot of work. So if you'll share this out with one person for him, it'll mean the absolute world to him. So do him a solid and share it out for him. Uh, you know how uh, imitation is the greatest source of flattery. I've been doing the same thing, this same That's sign off that I learned from you. I do it at the end of every podcast that I go on, man. The expert, expert networking move. Yeah, it's brilliant. All right. I'll see you guys. I'll see you guys in September. Well, there you have it. This thing is going to be chock full of cool people and having a great time, plus taking a bunch of super actionable takeaways to help your business. So go to BadassBusinessSummit.com. It is September 22nd to 24th in Fort Worth, Texas. And really, I'm just, I just want to hang out with you. So I hope that you come. And uh, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, because somebody you know, showed you this thing because of a badass business summit speaker showed it to you or whatever. I appreciate you listening. Give uh, the other ones a shot. If you want to check out episode seven, it's when I do my 
intro story rap thing um, first couple of seasons are totally different than this last season when I'm doing all live shows because this thing of doing live internet talk shows is how you build a community. This is the way for small businesses and solopreneurs and the most efficient way to build a community. So I hope that you stick around, join me on a live one, and uh, I want to meet you at the Badass Business Summit where I will be emceeing and keynote speaking on how to do this. So, so until next time, remember relationships will always beat transactions.